Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael J. This is Hypothetical. This week, back with me, the Constellation Prize, the man behind the boards, Jenny. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Consolation prize? That's what you called yourself. Oh yeah. I guess that that is what I called myself. Hmm. I really need to be more careful about what I put on the internet. Probably. Yeah. I should probably also enunciate things more too, but hey. Well, one thing at a time. Yeah, one thing at a time. So it's it's in the morning for a change for us. Normally we record late at night. Yeah, that depends. I mean, depends where you're located. I'm located in the same place virtually all the time. I don't have that much paid time off. Should get more. You go ahead and discuss that with my employers. Or you could employ me. One of the two. I'll discuss with your employers. You're lazy, which means nothing's going to happen. Right. 46 episodes in and I finally learned something about you. That I'm lazy? Yeah. I think you knew that well before 46 episodes. I had a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we didn't call this like hyperactive because... I'm like always moving. You know, I don't think that you put that in one of your possible show ideas yesterday in Discord. No. Um, let's see. Hypermedical, hyperthermia, hyperdermic. That's a good show. Except for the premise where you inject random substances into guests each week. Yes. How entertaining would that be? You know, in my mind, I immediately put a dot, dot, dot. And the secret is every week it's heroin. I don't know why I did that mentally, but I totally did when I saw that. Yeah. And there was uh, hyperallergenic, I think, also. Yeah, hyperallergenic. That one, th- those two paired together make me worry about your mind even more. Well, I mean, it's a great back-to-back rock block of hyper shows. Start out with hyper, hyperdermic, <laughs> where your host inject random substances in the guests each week. And then that's immediately followed by hyper, hyperallergenic, where we take people with terrible immune systems and expose them to horrible allergens. And then follow that up with Philopotamus, where he's trying to teach a hippopotamus a new trick in front of the people that are drugged up with bad immune systems. <laughs> okay. Sounds like amazing entertainment. There you go. Saturday mornings on More Boards Media. All right, get on that. Yeah, I'm starting to turn into you. Yep. Um, there's only room for one lazy person. I already took that title. I can edit that to where you just said that I'm the lazy person. So thank you for all the material I need to make it to where I am now the laziest person on the hypothetical. No, nobody will believe it. It's the internet. People believe anything on the internet. Just look at Twitter. Oh, let's not. Instead, let's jump into our warm-up game. Fair enough. Today, we are going to do something a little different because the NBA finals apparently start this week. I don't know. I haven't watched a game in years, but they're starting this week. Uh, That's the National Basketball Association, so professional basketball. And here in the U.S., it is going to air, I think, on ABC. But ABC has just decided to replace the entire broadcasting team for the NBA Finals. um, And they're going to replace it with you and your team of choice. So bye-bye, play-by-play man Mike Breen, analyst Chef Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. See you later, Doris Burke is the sideline reporter and Steve Javi as the rules expert. So I want to know which role you're going to take and who you're going to hire to fill the other roles. And I want to know what your catchphrase is going to be that you hope will catch on. And of course, why are you making the choices you're making? Okay. 
Why do I always get stuck with the sports ball things for the warm-up game when I'm on this show? Well, because you joined me when the NBA Finals started. And for the NCAA tournament. Okay. And I think for the hockey finals. I haven't done anything for And I think for the Super Bowl. Maybe. I need to time this better. That's that's what this is coming down to. Right, right. So you probably should not do a show in October around the time the World Series starts. Hey, if the Cubbies are in there, that's all that matters. Right. Agreed. I follow the Cubbies. So yeah. there you go. But back to, back to basketball because no one cares. My rather rushed morning routine actually gave me my idea for this game. Okay. So I'm bringing in the trio of talking heads, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Nice. Mm-hmm. They're going to be my play-by-play and both analysts. Perfect. Snap for the play-by-play because, well, Snap, he's going to have the play-by-play and a Snap. Crackle and Pop because, well, they're always analyzing Snap during the serial commercials. So I think they'd be pretty good at analyzing basketball. A two-year-old could do it. So, you know, hey, I figure why not? How many serial commercials have you watched? More than I would like to admit. Up until I actually canceled my TV service five years ago, I watched way too many commercials. Do you watch like Rice Krispie commercials on repeat? No. They were just always funnier than the other serial commercials. Okay. Yeah. Just so they're more memorable. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that being said, Tony the Tiger would totally be my reporter. That's a good choice. Yeah. I I'm mean, sorry. I'm sorry. That's a great choice. Exactly. I mean, he's got the energy. He's got the stripes, so he'll blend in with the zebras quite well, except for the fact that he's orange. But <laughs> right. I think we could have a rules change in the NBA to make yeah. the refs wear orange shirts. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I want my reporter to blend in. Or you could just have them wear cartoon tiger costumes. That would work too. NBA, get on that. Refs yes. have to dress up like tigers. That would help the ratings, I think. I think it really would. I really do. Now, the rules expert. That has to be you because you need a role. No, I'm the camera guy. I'm, I'm in the head of production, so I don't have to be one of these people. I can just be sitting in the trailer telling them what to do through their earpieces. <laughs> okay. I'm a professional producer. This is what I do. You're a producer. I've got more than 10,000 hours in the audio engineering field. I'm a professional producer there. You're a producer, yes. Dick. <laughs> but yeah, for the rules expert, it's pretty easy. It's definitely not you. It's definitely not me. Okay. It's the tricks rabbit. That sounds just about perfectly right. Anyone who spends that much time trying to break the rules to get his cereal. Right. Is going to know the rules inside and out. Right. It's a good choice. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see that ABC is replacing professional basketball analysts and reporters with cartoon cereal mascots. I think that's going to uh, put a huge spike in the ratings. Well, I'm also hoping that we're giving kids actual heroes to look up to. Okay. Instead of whiny young 20-year-olds with more money than they should really have. Right, right. And so the Trix Rabbit, who uh, has a very sinister, sneaky side, is the hero that you want all the kids to look up to? He's just the rules expert. You only go to him when you need to. Okay. They're really looking up to the reporter. And our play-by-play people. So you want them to look up to Tony the Tiger and snap, crackle, and pop? Yeah, full of energy and off the walls. Parents everywhere are going to hate me, but it should help teenage crime go down. How so? I don't know. I just thought that's how it would work. Oh, okay. 
That sounds legit. You're the ideas person, man. I, I just come up with the crazy stuff and you make my ideas actually seem reasonable. So get on that. <laughs> you are suggesting that Snap, Crackle, and Pop should announce the NBA Finals. And I'm the one that makes that sound reasonable? Yes. Wow. Man, my, my, ideas must, my ideas must be legit nuts. Have you heard some of the ideas you've come up with? I mean... I've had to go off the walls just to make you sound reasonable. Do you realize how hard it was to come up with the Mike Tyson Foundation? Well, I mean, you're just trying to get him friends. This is true. So back to basketball. Yep. What's your, well, since you're not going to be on the air, you don't need a catchphrase, huh? Right. That's kind of why I made sure I was off the air. Because my personal catchphrase will be, focus on the game, do your job, and let's go home. That's a long catchphrase. Yeah, I know, but that's why you give it during the pep talk before the game. That way, your employees and your on-air personalities focus on the final end result. Okay. Yes. I mean, granted, this would actually get me to watch the NBA Finals. I think it would get a lot of people to do so. Right. I mean, it'd be interesting to see Snap, Crackle, and Pop uh, talk about the game and Tony the Tiger reporting from the sidelines. And uh, when there is a controversial... Foul call, hearing the tricks rabbit. Say how it should have been done so the ref wouldn't have got him. Right. right. That'll be, uh, that's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Go for that. Occasionally, I have a good idea that's not psychotic. Um, okay. You keep telling yourself You've used that. serial mascots before, so you don't get to say anything <laughs> about that. Hey, I was shooting hoops in a pool with them. With you were trying them. to drown the Pillsbury Doughboy. No, I wasn't. I was trying to save him. No, you were also trying to have the Kool-Aid man dissolve into a swimming pool. No, I just suggested that we replenishments in case he spilled. He's not the same Kool-Aid man after that. We discussed this. I don't know if I agree with you. We discussed the philosophical well-being of the Kool-Aid man that has dissolved into a swimming pool. But it'd be a delicious swimming pool. Chlorine and Kool-Aid do not go together. Uh, How would you know? Have you tried? No, I honestly haven't because that's a horrible (laughs) idea. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know. Neither would I. So, uh, what are you doing for the NBA Finals? I kind of have, there's a, some similarities. I mean, I'm not using any uh, serial mascots or, or any cartoons for that matter. I mean, well, you couldn't. If you did, you'd be copying me, so. No, I mean, I could go with different serial mascots. Oh, there is that. I could go with Toucan Sam. Mm, yeah. And that's the only one I could think of right now. You have, oh, I could use Count Chocula. Oh, yeah, you really could. Uh, the Flintstones. You could actually use the Flintstones for pretty pebbles. Oh, yeah, I could use some of the Flintstones, right? I mean, there's... Uh, you could use Captain Crunch. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what? <laughs> Maybe I'll just switch my answers. Fair enough. No, I'm not going to, but that would be, that would be a really good broadcast team. I mean, Captain Crunch would have to be the rules analyst, right? I mean, he's the captain. The captain, right. Uh, Count Chocula, I think, would be a good uh, sideline reporter because he'd scare the crap out of the players and the coaches. Yeah, I I think he'd do pretty good. And the inflection would totally throw them off. <laughs> right, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to go with the uh, all-serial announcing team. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. And uh, for play-by-play, I'm going to hire the uh, Micro Machines man. Do you remember the Micro Machines toys from the late 80s, early 90s? Okay, are we talking the Micro Machines guy that did all the fast-talking stuff? Precisely. Wow. Yeah, okay, play-by-play, that's perfect. 
Yeah. So he can do play by play because we'd never fall behind in the action because he speaks so fast. I wonder if clairvoyance would kick in and he would actually start giving a futuristic play by play. That would be awesome too. Cause then we could get the game over with sooner. Pretty much. He just shows up and team a wins. Everyone go home. And then yep. team B literally doesn't even come out of the locker room. So yes, people, yeah. I don't even know who are in the finals. So there you go. It's the uh, golden state warriors and the Toronto Raptors. Canadians and Californians. Yes. Huh. Sounds like a national basketball association to me. Almost international. Yeah, I know. So anyways, uh, we got rapid talking guy for your play-by-play. Uh, I've got one analyst figured out. I haven't figured out the other. Um, so we'll come back to them. Okay. Uh, for my sideline reporter, I'm going to go back to the early 90s again. And I'm going to take the kid from Problem Child. Remember that movie? What is Maybe. <laughs> There's a uh, kid. He's probably like nine or 10 years old. And he was just like the worst kid in the world. Just caused problems everywhere. He's just like an evil kid. We just try to like make everyone's lives miserable. Now I'm he's, trying to figure out who played that kid. He was like Dennis the Menace, but real life in a movie. Oh, Michael Oliver. Okay. So I would have uh, the kid from Problem Child be the sideline reporter because then he could just mess with the players and coaches and trainers and everybody else. And I think that would be entertaining. Now, here's the question though. Do you have him as the kid or do yeah. you have him grown up? No, no, no. As the kid. Because then the players... And the coaches and the trainers and everybody will be lulled into thinking, oh, this is such a cute little kid. We're going to, you know, we'll be nice to him. Meanwhile, he's laced the, the Gatorade cooler with uh, roofies and put uh, itching powder in the towels and caused all kinds of problems. Apparently, he sued Universal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully, he has time enough to uh, do some sideline reporting for us this week. Apparently he does. He uh, quit after doing the child acting thing. Thank you, oh. Wikipedia. Um, my, I'll be the rules expert, the rules analyst, whatever you want to call him. Because well, I coach youth hockey and uh, I talk to the refs sometimes. So I feel How like many it, games have you been thrown out of? I've never been thrown out of a game. How coach many times hockey. have you been warned? I've never been warned. Then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm way too nice to them, but they have a tough job. So I guess the big question, even though you're coaching wrong, how have your teams done? Unusually well. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I agree with you being the rules expert then. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be the rules expert just pretty much so I can finally finally say the things I want to say about the refs. Without fear of any negative consequences to the team that you're coaching because you're not the coach in this case. Right. Right. And also I could just make up rules as I go along to make the game better. Okay. Um. Or you could just like inject hockey rules into the NBA. Right. I mean, I don't get to make the rules, but I can just like, I'd be like, well, you know, they just called a foul on a guy who just poked a guy in the eye. And I'd be like, well, that's not really a foul because I didn't fall out. True. Is it really a foul though, if you don't force the other team to go man down? Um, yeah, because you get free shots. Free shots don't matter. I mean, come on, having to go an entire five minutes man down. Now that's a penalty. Yeah, maybe. Depends how good you are. This is true. All right. So I'm going to be the, the rules analyst. I've got the Micro Machines man as play-by-play. I've got the kid from Problem Child as the sideline reporter. Um, I know one of my analysts is going to be, and that's uh, Helen Keller. Just bring in Ray Charles. That way you've got the perfect pair. No, no, no. Ray's busy. I've got him doing enough stuff as it is. I just think, you know, 
Helen Keller deserves a chance to have a, like a job and to be, you know, more well known to the national TV viewing audience. Mm-hmm. And she won't really know what's going on in the game because she can't see or hear. But it would be interesting to uh, hear her analysis of what may or may not be going on because we have no idea or she has no idea what's going on. But she can still communicate. You just won't be able I to hear I must be it. a horrible person, but for your second analyst, yep. you know, I, I'm thinking with Helen Keller, you should probably have LeVar Burton as the second analyst. Because he reads? Yeah. And in Next Generation, he also had to deal with being blind. Oh, I never saw that. But I think, wow. you, need, I think you need someone they could see. Well, he can see in real life, but he's <sighs> also like, he, he's got the... He's got the inborn talent to help someone who is both blind and deaf be a perfect analyst. I think he's got the patience to do so without throwing a chair at somebody in the crowd. Well, that would make for better, better TV if he threw a chair at somebody. So he could be the other analyst if he promises to throw a chair during the game. Okay. Yeah. I think if you pay him enough, he may do it. Yep. All right. And, uh, oh, I need a catchphrase, don't I? I mean, you really don't need one, but you could go with one. Yeah, I don't really have one. Um, I think my catchphrase is going to be like an overly dramatic, uh, he's wrong, like when talking about the refs. Okay. So just like overkill drama, like Tom Cruise Top Gun drama. Like, he's wrong. Wow. (laughs) I heard the mic clipping from here. (laughs) You should see the audacity file. Oh, I'll see it. (laughs) You just made my editing on the back end so much harder. I can change it if you want. No, no, I'll, I'll edit it. But just remember when you hear it back, what you made me do. I don't care. I can tell. <laughs> I'm a producer. I can tell these things. <laughs> well, before I upset you anymore, uh, let's jump into the main game. Okay. And tonight's, okay. tonight's main game is you are running for president. Because it seems like everybody else is these days. There's like 20 million candidates uh, on the Democrat side. Who knows who's going to be running on the Republican side? There's probably going to be 30 or 40 million people running on the independent side. So why not one more? Uh, So tonight you're running for president, 2020, president of the United States of America. And I want to know who your running mate's going to be, what your campaign slogan is. Uh, I want to know of at least three campaign promises that you're going to make. Uh, which political party you're going to affiliate with, whether it's one of the traditional ones or a new one or some far-flung one. And I want to know what your official song is going to be that you play at uh, your rallies, your campaign rallies. And who's going to host a fundraiser for you? Because obviously you can't run a successful presidential campaign without a lot of money. So you're running for president. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure you're actually legally allowed to. I don't think you're old enough, but we'll pretend you are. Well, I mean, if we're throwing out the mental competency rules, then yeah, we're going to throw out the age rules too. Okay. I mean, it's to the point now where pretty much anyone with a Twitter account can run for president. So it's, I don't know. It's starting to lose its appeal. You're going to bring class back to the, well, you're going to bring something to the White House. Right. Um, well, okay. So I guess best place to start would be Running mate. Yep. Hmm. I mean, this is hard. Part of me wants to go into a campaign speechifying mode and actually just do a campaign speech. 
and try to hit all the topics in that speech. But I, I think you'll quit recording and walk away if I go into my um, Southern redneck voice to do so. I'm already halfway out of the room. So, yeah. I See, I, I know these things. I mean, if I were to guess, can I guess who your running mate's going to be? Sure. Mike Tyson? No. <laughs> We've already got one two-bit hack trying to run things. We're not going to try that again. Well, I mean, you'd be running things. You would just be there if you don't make it all the way. You're right. Okay. I don't want Elf on the Shelf for a running mate. Okay. He's got a tattoo on his face. Elf on the Shelf. I Yeah. I've got to have someone with more personality than a tea cozy. Mike Tyson's got plenty of personality. Um, I don't know why I'm trying to pitch you Mike Tyson as your vice president. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> You're pitching the Mike Tyson train pretty hard. Did you well, become I, part of the Mike Tyson fan club or something? No, no. I was just trying to give you somebody that you'd be comfortable with. So for my running mate, we're probably going to go ahead and go with CGP Gray. Okay. Yeah. Um, he is a dual citizen and he is old enough. So if age has to be a thing, then he'll, he'll, he'll work. Um, we'll assume that it's at a point where I'm old enough, even though I'm going to be missing it by four months. Yeah. We're going to assume that I'm actually the right age. Sure. We'll make an exception. Yeah. It's hypothetical. So CGP gray, um, why would he be my running mate? Well, I'm not the best at explaining things. I admit that. But he's really good at explaining things. And he's actually really, really, really good at picking how he goes about explaining it so the mass audience can actually understand the concept without feeling like they're too stupid to understand said concept. Okay. So he's going to make up for my shortcomings when it comes to speechifying. All right. So that's, uh, that makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good fit for you. What's your slogan going to be? The slogan's actually pretty easy. You've already done worse. Okay. That should set you apart from the crowd. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, everyone's running on slogans like bringing healthcare to the masses or ending college debt or, you know, that kind of socialist stuff, which I agree with some of it. I don't agree with some of it. Whatever but they're all running on kitchen table politics. I mean, let's just be honest. Let's, let's call out what happened and go, hey, you guys have already screwed up one election. You might as well try something new. All right. You don't like old people. You don't like stupid people. You don't like geriatrics. You don't like this. You don't like that. Try something new. Try an audio guy and a YouTuber. That sounds almost plausible. I know. That's the sad part. I mean, at least if you were drugged up and didn't know any better. This is true. <laughs> this right, is very so, true. So since you're trying to convince people to settle on something less bad, what are your what promises are you going to make on your campaign? My fellow Americans, when I chose to run for president of the United States with Mr. CGP Gray, we ran on a platform of, we're not going to promise you anything. Except that you're going to stop using that voice? No, we're going to use this voice as well because... Studies show that people are more trustworthy of a good Southern gentleman. So we're going to play that up. But my American people, when we promised you nothing, it wasn't an empty promise. It was a strong promise that we would work with both the House and the Senate, as well as those old codgers in the Supreme Court, to actually work together and be a functioning government. One where we take your ideas 
one where we take your policies that you want us to fulfill, where you want us to look at healthcare, where you want us to look at the rising student debt crisis. And for once in your lifetime, and maybe the only time in your lifetime, actually work together to solve these problems facing America. It won't be partisan politics anymore. We will come together as a government and finally be a government. That is all. Thank you and good night. God bless America. So you made zero promises that speech. Exactly. Okay. Just checking. Just clarify. While making zero promises, the only promise we made was to actually be a government, talk about things, and actually try to get stuff done for a change. Okay. I mean, that's all you really need to do. You don't need to make these outlandish promises. You just have to govern. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's like plausible. I like know. It, it, it's like simple and straightforward and very not political. I know. That's the sad thing. Okay. So, um, what political party are you affiliating with? The apolitical party. <laughs> okay. Simple, mm-hmm. straightforward. I mean, it fits it, with exactly. your, uh, fits your theme here. It really does. We're, yeah. we're not, we're not a partisan politic entity. We are an apolitical party. Right. We are here to govern at the will of the people. Right. Okay. Um, who's going to host a fundraiser for you? Stephen Colbert. Um, that's plain and simple. Everyone likes Stephen Colbert, both sides of the aisles, even when he's really just telling one side of the aisle to take, take it and shove it. He does it in such a way that they still agree with what he's saying, which is kind of funny in a way. Okay. Him and John and, Stewart. Oh, both of them are going to pull the fundraiser for you? They're gonna call yeah, you can't or? have one without the other. They've got a good personality together. Okay. Where are they going to uh, do this fundraiser? We're going to have one on each coast. So we're going to have Steven do the early fundraiser from uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. And then at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, which I believe would be 6 p.m. Pacific, we'll go ahead and have John Stewart pick up and go from 6 to 9 in Pacific Standard. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to have a, a both coast, uh, a both coast rally that will work as a fundraiser as well. Oh, interesting. So you'll be at both, uh, both, at both of them somehow? Uh, yes. So you get a going Concord to, or something for your campaign plan? No, you can actually rent private rides in like F-16s. <laughs> okay. Or is it F-16s or is it MIGs? I think it's MIGs. Anyways, you can actually pick up a jet and have a pilot fly you in said jet. So I figure I'll only have to miss about an hour and 15 minutes of each rally. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, not I mean, bad. Yeah, that seems uh, very efficient. Should raise plenty of money, too. It seems reasonable. Well, <laughs> reasonable might be a strong choice of words there. Okay. It seems sane compared to other things that happen. <laughs> sure, sure. That's a roundabout way of saying reasonable, but we'll go with that. Yes, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. So, one last thing about your presidential campaign. Okay. To, to some, this is probably the most important thing. What's the official song? Of your campaign. What's the song you're going to play when you come out at rallies? Come on stage. We're going to have, we're going to have three. Okay. So the first one is going to play to the, at the time I'm running, slightly older generation. And that's going to be, Can You Take Me High Enough by Damn Yankees. Good choice. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that song in a while. It's a good song. It's actually playing in my head right now. 
And now it is for my, me too. Thanks. Yeah. Great song. So that's, that's going to be the one that appeals to the slightly older generation at the time. Okay. Then for the older, older generation, we're going to have Rockin' Into the Night. I believe that was 38 Special that did that one. Sure. Um, so we'll have that. Good, good, like Heartland America. Every, everyone likes Van Zandt. Yeah. I just can't do Leonard Skinner because, I mean, that ended in a plane crash and no one wants to associate your stuff with that. Right. That's sensible. Pretty much. Now, for the youngins, we'll have, this one's hard. I mean, it's either, it's either got to be Dead Mouse or, hmm. No, it's not a hard decision at all. We'll just okay. have Dead Mouse come up and do a remix of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah. That could be interesting. He's really good at what he does, and I think he could do the Star Spangled Banner without like completely butchering it. Right. So I think that way we're appealing to a wide audience, and we're coming up with a campaign song that everyone can relate to. Do you think Dead Mouse can make the Star Spangled Banner sound as cool as Jimi Hendrix did? I think he could take samples from Hendrix at Woodstock. Yeah. And make it sound better. Okay. Love to hear it. Get on that. Same here. So there you go. There's my uh there's my run for president. All right. It's uh shockingly plausible. I know. I know. Um everyone, there you go. Um at some point I may actually be announcing a presidential bid, who knows. And I'll look back on this episode and go if only those ideas would actually work in today's political climate. Right. You'd also have to go back to every other episode you've ever been on or produced and get rid of them so that people couldn't dig them up later and use them against you. Well, okay. There's a simple solution to that. Yes, I said those things. It's a podcast. Get over it. Am I doing that now? The answer is no. Be a big boy. Look at my actions and think. Uh-huh. I know, completely plausible, which means no one would ever do it. Right. So what dystopia are you going to be running us into? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, as usual, I haven't really thought it through. I feel like I need a big, like a, I need to make a big mark on the vice presidential pick because who am I to run for president? I'm lazy. I have weird ideas. That's putting it gently, right? Like I'm not your prototypical political candidate. So I feel like I need to make a big mark the vice presidency. And I, I probably should get somebody with big hair because I'm losing mine. So somebody should have regal hair. So I think my vice presidential, my running mate is going to be Beyonce. Okay. Right? Like she'd bring a popular vote, I think. Yeah. I think people like her. She's never done anything like overly controversial that we know of. That we know of. Right. She has, there could be a puppy that may have been kicked. Right. But hopefully not. And right. uh, she's got, you know, big luscious hair, I think. Yes. Right. She's got um, more hair than I do. That there is that. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, that's like, I think that's a pretty good start. Okay. Okay. Right? I like your running mate. Right. Because people aren't just going to be like, yeah, let's vote for Michael J. of hypothetical. Because. We need more Stevie Wonder uh, shenanigans in office. I'm just glad you didn't choose Bob Saget or Mark Summers. No, because they're like, they're not, first of all, they're both national treasures, right? So we don't want to. Wait, they're Nicolas Cage movies? 
No, they're like legit national treasures. Oh, okay. Right? Like there's the U.S. Constitution is a national treasure, I think. Well, some people think that more than others, but yes, it is. Right. And there's probably like some stuff at the one of the one of those museums in DC, like some jewels or something or be considered a national treasure. Well, okay, the different presidential desks, those would be national treasures. Sure. But then so is Bob Saget. He's a national treasure. This is true. And so is Mark Summers. This is also true. Right? Okay, we'll stick with Beyonce. That that's yeah, because, you're right. It's a better yeah. choice. Right, because you know we don't want to expose national treasures to dirty politics. Just the fact that you said that, you already screwed your campaign. <laughs> okay. You, well, you never, you never admit that there could be dirty pull going on. I'm not saying I'm doing it. Okay. 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 Well, we'll let you backtrack that. I'm not backtracking anything. I'll stick by what I said. There's dirty politics in this world. I'm not necessarily doing them. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, so I, need a, I need a campaign slogan. Yeah. I was about to say with Beyonce, what are you going to do for a campaign slogan that actually matches? Uh, it's going to be uh, put a vote on it. Okay. Or put a vote on us. And like U.S. Like us could be capitalized like U.S. Like United States. Either way. Something like that. Along okay. those lines. Right? Okay. That, that works. Because then Beyonce can actually like make a song out of it. She can just redo, put a ring on it or whatever that song is called. It'll be our campaign slogan. It'll be catchy again and people won't be able to stop singing it and they'll have to vote for us. That's how it works, right? Right? Maybe. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. All right. So um, I need to make some campaign promises and I know of at least one I'm going to make. Okay. What's, what's the first one? The first one is that if you call a value meal, if you have the name box in your value meal, it must come in a box. We are going the to- The great Burger King reform. Yeah. It is going to be the first executive action that I sign into order as soon as I become president. That is a promise. And I think that's one that people will believe and will fight for. So I will make that my mission. I mean, that's, okay. like, half, that's like half my campaign right there. Only half your campaign? Well, the other half is a Beyonce concert. Oh, okay. So you spend like every, every political rally that you do, you spend like 50 minutes rallying against Burger King and false advertising and fast food. And then the other half of it is a Beyonce concert. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a successful rally, right? Are you sure you don't want to just be the vice president and let Beyonce be the president? Well, I do, but... The, the goal of this exercise is I have to be president. But don't forget, I'm lazy. And as president, I'm going to continue to be lazy. So I can ask the vice president to do all the presidential stuff while I hang out at the White House or something. Okay. So no golfing for you. Got it. Well, I like to golf. I mean, maybe I'll go golfing every now and again. Hmm. Okay. I mean, maybe we could just go, we could build a mini golf course in the White House and I could just do that. Fair enough. Okay. Or, I, or I could just turn the White House into a mini golf course. There is that as well. Like that'd be fun. Putting around the West Wing, the East Wing. If you get a hole in one on the 18th hole, you actually get to introduce a new piece of legislation to Congress. Yeah, something like that. There you go. That's your second campaign promise. No, I, I don't like that. that. That puts too much chance in. Uh, oh. Because who knows who I might invite to the White House. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, would you trust so, Bob Saget? Uh, putting a piece of legislation into uh, the power. I mean, I, I don't would. see it getting through Congress, but 
I would. I just don't know if anybody else would. Okay, so what's what's the second campaign promise? Um, that I'll stick to the first one. Does that count? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Um, what else could I promise? Oh, I know what I could promise. You know, taxes are like the biggest pain in the neck to do, right? Because you got to like go through forms, you got to collect documents, you got to do calculations. So Why do if- people always say this? My taxes take literally fifteen minutes. Well, still, that's time. Right, that's 15 minutes less that you could be listening to an old episode hypothetical. I did it in between calls at work this year. Well, for most people, it's a pain, or for many people. So, okay, when you turn in your taxes, if you turn them in on time, we will send you a gold star sticker, just like grade school. If you turn it in within a week of the deadline, you'll get a blue star, and if you get it in in the same calendar year, you'll get a red star, and if you turn it in. And don't owe anything, we'll send you a gold star and a green star sticker. So I promise okay. you that you have the opportunity to earn a gold star sticker every year when I'm president. Um, I mean, that is... Why? Why? Because star stickers when you're in grade school is cool. You don't get those as adults anymore. And taxes stink. So at least you get a little something. Put a little pep in your step. And it's an easy one to implement. I think. And people will believe that I, I could actually follow through on that because I'll just, have the, I'll just order the IRS to go on Amazon and order a whole bunch of star stickers. So, okay, I can imagine the accusations now that your political campaign has been funded by Big Sticker. Okay, so what? Okay, Big Sticker Pawn. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, they're star stickers from when you were a kid, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When is the last time the IRS sent you something that wasn't either a form, a letter, or a refund? They never sent any swag. Now you have the opportunity to earn a star every year. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What about the third campaign promise? Well, I probably should go a little less extravagant for the third one, right? Because the second one was pretty extravagant. I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of how much you're going to hose the postal service. By having to waste postage on <laughs> what? I mean, this postage will cost more than the sticker, sticker itself. It's right. Not, I mean, it's not that wasteful. The postage, the envelope, the man hours for a sticker. That, that's not hosing the post office. That's keeping them in business. So the third campaign promise? Because now you're sending, what, hundreds of millions of stickers every year? That's a lot of postage. That's a lot of revenue for the post office. There, I just solved that issue. If it's being paid for by the government, then it's being paid for by the citizens, which is going to cause anger that your taxes are going to that's just one way to, That's just one way to look at it. We're just taking it out of IRS refunds. I don't know. It sounds like a stamp act to me. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm sure it sounds we'll, like find, stamp we'll act. find some savings somewhere else. Okay. Okay. So about that third campaign promise. <laughs> um, I already forgot what my first one was, so. Oh, the, the box meals. Okay, so box meals, stickers. Um, as president, what else can I promise? I mean, what, what are the issues with voters today? What do they, what do they care about? What do they want? Um, give, give, give me an issue and I'll give you a campaign promise. Do you want kitchen table politics or do you want like just off the wall Twitter politics? Any issue you want, I'll give you a promise, a campaign promise. So kitchen table politics, uh, 
we still have that issue with big pharma. I mean, insulin prices are through the roof. Okay. All right. Um, so I think what we'll do, my, my promise will be that, um, my promise will be that if you buy, if you have to pay for insulin, you get a free pack of acquittal Skittles with each refill of your prescription, even if you haven't been acquitted of a crime. Yes. Government subsidized candy. $3,000 for your insulin, but you get acquittal Skittles. That way you have to use it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, that would seem like something. No, that, that's want. actually a perfect campaign promise. That That's perfect. Right. I mean, who doesn't want acquittal Skittles? Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you're solving big pharma issues and giving people a delicious treat. Okay. You're, you're my opposition during our campaign season, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. But g- awesome. Good, good luck competing against Beyonce. I'm, I'm already cashing my, my check all the way to the White House, so thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Good luck with that. So uh, who are you aligning with on this one? The whole political party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I think we are going to create a new political party because this whole Democrat-Republican thing is just getting too nasty. So I think we're going to create the uh, Hypertarian Party. Don't, don't put Tarian in there. Don't put Tarian in as a suffix. Hypocratic party? I think you need to just get rid of all the suffixes that have been used in politics. So Okay, fine. Fine. You know what? Choose a different name for my party. The new party we're creating. It's going to be the party party. There you go. That is a good party name. Yes, the party party. Because who doesn't like the party party? Andrew WK should be the spokesperson for your party party. Because sure. he likes to party hard. Absolutely. He is uh, the chair of the party party, whatever He it parties is. hard, but he parties hard responsibly. Right. Yeah. So he could be the uh, party chair, party party chair. <laughs> do you think okay. he sits on a party? Do you think the party party chair sits on a party party chair chair? <laughs> so what, what are your, uh, what, what songs are you using at campaign rallies? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I mean, whoever Beyonce wants to sing, I guess. Okay. Actually, I guess you kind of already covered that with your campaign slogan since half of the... Well, I mean, that could be a song. I mean, we'll just... I think we'll have... The official song will change every day and it'll just keep... Every day we'll have a different... Or every rally will have a different Beyonce song. It could be a collaboration. It could be from Destiny's Child. And she'll bring like Destiny's Child people back and she'll bring... You know, whoever she's collaborated with, I'm sure she's got a song with Jay-Z she can do. I don't know. I'm sure she's done other collaborations. So there'll be plenty of songs for us to, to reutilize for our campaign. Okay. That, that just made your life easy. Right. I mean, really, the, if I didn't have Beyonce, my official campaign song would be I Hate Everyone by Get Set Go, Mike TV. Because that's like the greatest song on earth. Okay. Okay. But uh, I got Beyonce, so I guess we'll let her. Maybe Beyonce and Mike TV can collaborate on a campaign song. There you go. That, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll have them collaborate on a campaign song, official song of the campaign. I don't know what that song will be, but that's up to them to figure out. And uh, I need someone to host a fundraiser, right? Yes, uh, there, there is the fundraiser. So 
Who should I have host? You know, I'm going to have host a fundraiser. It'll be Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. It'll be really simple. He'll ask you for a donation. And if you don't make it, he presses the button behind his desk and you fall through the floor into a pit of whatever he's got in there. Alligators or what have you. Rabid dogs. Okay. Right? Should be pretty effective. Should get plenty of money for us. Hmm. And I don't even have to do anything. He's doing all the work raising the money for me. (laughs) You can't argue against it. It's perfect. I mean, I can argue against it. It's just there's so many different arguments. I don't know which one to start with. Well, it's too late now because you already pressed the button and dropped you into the pit of rabid dogs. Dogs love me, so I'll still live. Even the rabid ones. What about the alligators? Well, I could use a new pair of shoes and a new briefcase. Good luck. And I mean, Hook survived an alligator the first time. Was it a crocodile? I don't know. I don't even know what it is. One of the two. I don't even remember what's in this pit. So whatever it is, good luck. That's how I'm raising money, I think. Unless you got a better idea. So you're going to raise money through extortion. Uh, Cool. It's not extortion. It's extortion. No, I, well, I view it. Or we put you in a pit. Pay up or pit. No, I view it. pit. Money pit. I, I view it as a, we are offering you an experience. You can have the experience of helping fund our campaign, or you can have the experience of falling in Mr. Burns pit. Dying a horrible death in a money pit. Both can be fun. Both can be effective. I, I okay. Besides, we don't kill anybody in hypothetical, so you won't die. I think it's just better for me to shake my head. <laughs> it, seems perfect, my head. it seems perfectly reasonable to me. Okay. Okay. Um, I yeah. Mean, not as reasonable as your campaign. Your campaign is like legit reasonable, but. Which my, is scary. Mine is cool. I got Beyonce as a running mate. Uh-huh. Right. You get uh, a star sticker when you file your taxes. With the, uh-huh. potential to, with the potential to earn two stickers. Uh-huh. Right? Like, and I'm the first candidate of the party party. Okay. And with a, with a sizable donation, maybe you too can get a replica of the party party chair's chair. Okay. You're scaring me, Michael. <laughs> Why? Because this is like the greatest campaign of all time? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. No. I, I always thought it was the greatest campaign of all time. It's a campaign. Yeah, the greatest of all time. Beyonce and Andrew WK make it decent. (laughs) They get super cool. The money pit scares me. Okay, would you like me to get a different fundraiser? No, no, because it's your campaign. And if I'm running against you, I mean, you're making it pretty easy for me. Right, I mean, at some point in life, I got to make things easy for you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Not really. Uh, really Well, what did you expect me to say to that? No, I'm saying I don't necessarily have to make things easier for you at some point in life. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, I was wondering what you meant by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. You scare me sometimes. But you know what I could do for you at least? Because you don't want to face Mr. Burns when you come to uh, one of my campaign fundraisers. You could come right. when uh, Jimmy Iovine is running a fundraiser for me. And when he says, he asks you how much you're going to donate to the campaign. As soon as you start talking, he just pushes up... Uh, a uh, dial on the board on one of the boards in front of him to make a loud sound so he can't hear you until you he, you, he keeps asking you how much until you keep raising your number until you give him all you got. Huh. Well, I mean, pretty much you're not going to be getting anything from me on the campaign because I, I wasted all on bills, groceries, and stationary products. So there you go. Oh, 
Guess yeah. you'll be waiting a while for your money then. Pretty much. <laughs> but someday we'll get it. Maybe. Yeah. Most but definitely it, maybe. Okay. Well, in the meantime, just put a vote on it, okay? It's actually not a bad slogan. Right. While you go vote for me, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of Hypothetical. Thanks for joining me, Jenny. I appreciate it. Yeah. Where can uh, people find you online if you want them to find you? They'll be able to find me at Happy Dale Farms. It's the insane asylum on the left of the road to the right after the long curve to the sideways. Okay. Realistically, though, they can find me at youtube.com slash C slash the Inkdwell, patreon.com slash the Inkdwell, or on Twitter and Instagram at the Inkdwell. Excellent. Well, thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hypothetical. And subscribe to Hypothetical on your podcast player of choice. As always, if you have any complaints about anything we discussed tonight, you can give us a call at 937-63-HYPER. That's 937-634-9737. Or send us an email to complain at hypothetical.show. Until next time, this is Hypothetical. Hypothetical.